Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. My name is Ross Pepper. Almost 15 years ago, I discovered we are all infinitely more powerful than we realize. And now it's my life's purpose to help you discover your greatness. Alistair McDonald. Hey, Ross. Al is, has founded multiple businesses, including one he recently took from startup to 50 mil turnover. He works as a business coach, helping teams achieve powerful results. And we have Luke Farrar. Hello. Luke is the CEO and founder of LF Signs. He loves sales so much, I think he'll never give it up. So he'd best introduce himself. Yeah, so I'm an, I'm an all-around nice guy, great salesman, funny as fuck, extremely good-looking, uh, and I don't know what modesty is as yet, but I'm, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> Thanks, mate. The three of us are Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Welcome, gentlemen, to episode 44. 44. Yeah, 44. And today is my five minutes around the room, so we'll right. see how that goes. Should we allow that? Yeah, well, oh, okay. what was last week? That was that was Al's five minutes around the room. Don't get me started again. I won't stop. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. I was struggling to restrain myself, I think. It's pretty, pretty fresh and new, isn't it? Still, still, uh, still, still cindering. I pretty much will live my life in passion. Good. Got to take sedatives to just wear, wear it off. Let just tone it, it down. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, so is this going to be part two? Sedative, <laughs> sedative in a stubby. It's a okay, issue. yeah, that's... Hey, mate, it's good. Actually, I've got to say my fave. Now, here's, here's another way that people can form a strong judgment about me. I found this awesome Woodstock bourbon. They go like, they have like a 4.5%, whatever, 6%, 8%, 10%, 12%. <laughs> I know. So once you get down up to the 10, it's in a smaller can. Yeah. That so it should be. Ten, Woodstock 10%. If anyone's ever had Endone, which is a morphine-based... Yeah. It's like endone in a can. What? Yeah, it's, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know, the higher the alcohol content, the the sugar, the sugar is well, off, off the Richter. I realise that's an issue. That's so. for any alcohol yeah. too. So remember yeah, yeah. that. Well, that's um, how they make it. They need the sugar to yeah, yeah, wine as well. So if you're mm. looking to you know eliminate some of those sugars and and those shitty sulfurs, they clean the bottles out before they put the wine into, which gives you the headache. Um, yeah, someone said that to me. That's yeah, Sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was brewing my own beer for a little while, um, and I discovered, hey, if you want more alcohol, you just put a lot more sugar in. Yeah, and a lot more sugar um, to create that. So yeah. So yeah, ten and twelve percent. Shit, you like syrup, wasn't it? Twelve was too much. Well, ten was just perfect. You can distill it. Ten was endone. What was twelve? <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Cardiac yeah. full loss of muscle <laughs> management. Just yeah, but it's a but it's a bit different though when you talk about a, a spirit. Because you can, you know, you can distill it and you can take off the the alcohol and it doesn't have to be, you know. If you want to make pure alcohol, you can do that as well. So, you know, that's but pretty... This is a mixer though, isn't it? Like it's not a... Or is it a bit no, like so a it's, it's, pre, it's pre-mixed. Yeah, so that'd be the sugar content. But you're right with the spirit if it's... Oh, yeah, when they're making it. Yeah. which Maybe is which, less. Yeah. Yep. Um, but now I've hijacked you five minutes, Ross. I apologize. Right, yeah, sorry. That's all right. I thought it was part two for yours. Well, that's, that's like going. I said, don't get me started. It was a plug for Woodstock bourbon. Yeah, you, know, you hear this chinking of glasses in the background. It's like sponsored by. Well, they're, they're, they're less misogynist than Cougar. Fair enough. 
I better start my five yeah. minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Luke. Welcome, Al. Thank you. Hurrah. And uh, I'm going to talk about uh, my five minutes. And the biggest thing that uh, is, that I've been implementing, you know, um, a lot of things going on. I'm having a lot of fun. But the biggest thing that's made a difference for me recently is my sleep. I've decided that um, running my life the way I was to take care of the other things in my life, um, specifically to spend time with, with, with people and, and manage things like that, just wasn't working. Um, the lack of sleep just meant that I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the, um, the ability to think as clearly. Like I just wasn't performing well. And ultimately that was probably going to affect my health as well. So, yeah. um, so I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I'm going to go to bed sooner and I'm going to get up early and I'm going to tell my kids that they're on their own to get ready in the morning. And um, that'll be however that is for them. Uh, if they need anything from me, they can come and ask me for it. I'm, you know, I haven't just, you know, run away. Um, but they're now responsible for themselves in the morning cool. and we're going through whatever, you know, that is at the moment, but it's been awesome. I've been excited again. I've been, you know, waking up ready to and passionate to get on with my day and do my things. And, uh, my morning's my, my favorite time. I love yeah, getting cool. up in the morning and just producing stuff at that time in the morning. I'm, I love it. So, uh, so I'm back doing that. Um, and I'm feeling very much alive again and, uh, and loving it. So sleep is extraordinarily important. And how did you, uh, what, how have you, impro- like what, what steps have you taken to improve your sleep specifically? Oh, it's, it's literally just more of it. Okay. So I was doing less than six hours a night Yeah, and it wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just, you know, going to bed earlier, getting up at the same time that hasn't really changed. Um, I just go to bed. I don't set an alarm. Um, I'm, I wake up well before I need to wake up. So um, I just go to bed earlier. That's all I did. Like my sleep itself has actually always been, not always been pretty good. There was a time in my life where it wasn't good and I did struggle to get to sleep. My mum was great back then. She she did, I guess, her own bit of research and she came to me with like meditation and she helped me relax, starting at my toes and I just relax my toes yeah. and then I relax my feet and then my ankles and then my shins and then my knees and work my way out my body. And the first time, you know, that took a while and I got through all my body and I was relaxed, but I wasn't asleep. Yeah. And, but I kept practicing that and she'd help me with that. And then before long, you know, I'd relax my toes and I'd relax. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, <laughs> a, good, it's hmm. a good habit too. Like, and I think that's, um, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. If I, if I wake up, um, from like any time from sort of four o'clock onwards, I typically can't get back to sleep. Like if something happens and I get up at that point, I typically can't get back to sleep. So I'm better off just getting up and getting on with my day. Yeah. Uh, otherwise I just lay in bed for, you know, wasting time and then I'm not, I'm still kind of tired anyway. I'm better off just getting up, getting on with my day. And if there's a chance to sleep for an hour later on, if I get tired, then, you know, then do that. But if I'm getting lots of sleep and one day that happens, I usually wouldn't even notice. Oh, um, I just get yeah. an extra couple of hours in my day. It's good. Yeah. Well, you look, you look more refreshed, I should say. Cool, awesome. I think that's. I hope that's a that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Rather than you were looking horrific before, dude. I didn't know how to tell you. You're, <laughs> you're getting enough sleep. Yeah. But I know some um, some coaches that won't coach a client until that person's fixed their sleep. That's their first question. They come and they sit down in front of them. And they say, oh, "I'd like some help with you know whatever it is," and they go, "How's your sleep?" Oh, I don't need help with my sleep. No, how's your sleep? How many hours are you getting a night? Dot dot dot. And okay, so you need to fix that first. Fix that. When you fix that, then then I'll coach you. 
Um, I didn't and, know there's a lot to it though yeah. with, with with like the poor habits that you see between um, you know kids. Mm. I was having a conversation with a parent. He said their 16 year old was getting maybe four or five hours having Ooh. trouble concentrating at school. I said, well, what's the situation? You know, like how, how what what are their sleep habits leading up to going to bed and all the rest of it? And again, it's the standard sort of devices in the room. You know, not not regulated. I suppose um, obviously, how's their bed? Are they comfortable? How's their pillow? They sleeping hot, sleeping cold, because um, yeah, once they get into that cycle, uh, it's really hard. And learning, like they can't, and it's known fact that if you've got a big day uh, of, of training, for instance, it's it's great to have a good night's sleep, like mm. not a super good night's sleep, but just mm. a good night's sleep, no alcohol, etc. the night before. But even more so important, important when that day's finished, that night to, to have, a, have a good sleep, so good sleep habits. So, not go to a training seminar, you've dumped two grand on, you know, it's got a wealth of knowledge, et cetera, and then go out and just blast yourself on the on the booze for the night because you, you won't retain it. Mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's probably why coaches, you know, specify to, to fix your sleep. But there's, there's so many things. It can be diet as well, you know, for what are they eating? You know, if, you, if you're drinking too much fluids, like eight, nine o'clock at night, well, you're going to wake up and want to go to the toilet. Mm. Even mitigating that. So there's like a lot of factors there. So some it can be easy to correct, some it can be really hard. So, but nonetheless, some good sleeping habits, you know, pre-bed. Well, well, sleep's more important than food to stay alive. If you look at how long you can go without oxygen, it's a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. How long you can go without water? It's a couple of days, maybe. Um, Weather dependent, it's a big factor as well. It can be less than a day. How long you can go without sleep is the next one that's going to take you out. Then how long you can go without food. So they're they're the things that keep us alive. There's no two ways about that. So that kind of gives you an indication of how important your sleep is. It's more important than your food and less important than your water. It'll so fix a lot. It'll fix mood, you know, uh, you know, how you feel in general, your ability to regulate emotions and all the rest of it are just mm. 110%. So no, you can't sleep four hours for months on end and then get up and smash all the vitamins in the world, drink V drinks. You know, it's like this culminative effect. It, mm. it just has to go somewhere. And if your body isn't regenerating, then... Mm. you're fucked all you gotta do is look at a kid and see how a kid performs when they haven't got enough sleep yeah mm. that's that can be a you know a horror show even just 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 well at least they they let it all out you know with 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 uh with adults it's like well they can harbor it and go you don't know how i feel and you know they can communicate yeah. a whole lot more but they yeah. kind of don't in the right way at least a kid you, yeah. you know what you got it's yeah it's it's mar- <laughs> it's masked a bit better as an adult and they go oh see i'm fine yeah uh, <laughs> and it can be drawn out and then you know it yeah. starts to filter in other areas so have you looked at yourself in the mirror <laughs> i'm yeah. fine but that that's the first thing you should ask is how'd you sleep and then the guy i spoke to that was weeks ago and then he said i went home had a chat to a you know um a kid and yeah like went through the bed how's the beds are comfy enough and i said because mm. invest in it mm. if it's a thousand bucks to give him a good mattress mate it's like it's a really good investment mm. like yeah uh yeah pillow so you went through that mm. how you sleeping not too hot not too cold first thing you do is slap that device out of their hand it's got to be gone it's just yeah. got to be gone by just look even if it's nine o'clock the last things they do yep yeah, the last things we do before we go to bed are they going to make the biggest impact on our ability? Yeah, to your, mal- your, your melatonin levels haven't reached. Like, you, you're basically coming from a wired environment, whatever your day was, to another wired environment, which is your bedroom, so you're getting no rest from it, and the melatonin levels just aren't built up enough. So, like, you, you know, the buffer's there. It's just you're not... Your body's going, fuck, well, what are you doing to me? Like, I, I want to sleep, but the brain, you know, the chemicals mm. in the brain are not there. So for me. those now that... Because, uh, you know, they had a, a real growing up, 
this TV. Yes. And that's just a smaller TV. So what do you do instead of a TV of any size to prepare for bed? For the phone. Yeah, we just know no phones. Like I know, but what do you do? Yeah. Because most people are not going to sit and stare into space to prepare for bed. Well you, well, you can read. Okay. Um, you can you can just you can do a bit of meditation as well. Okay. Things like headspace, binaural beats, uh, which is just you know obviously sound in the in the ears. Yeah. I do that. There's different ones you can sleep and all the rest of it, and they work on different wavelengths of, of sound in the in the brain. Yeah, I used so, to like music. Um, there's some like nature sounds and stuff that can be nice as well, but. Um, Sound was something that was really great for me. Um, now I don't do anything. I just go to bed yeah. and go to sleep. Um, there was a there was a point I just remembered after I said, oh, there was it was only when I was a little kid I didn't sleep. Well, there was actually a, a point later in my life um, when uh, I used to have a, a port before bed as well. Yep. Um, and that got me there. And I'm sure it was like mostly mindset, but you know, I was a big drinker at the time. So. <laughs> and, and exercise. Uh, we spoke about the, the DNA tests awesome. and yeah. the lady, uh, the, the geneticist said to me, You've got a really special gene that when you exercise, you get double the benefit. Woohoo! And I'm like, yeah. So she's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Every day for you, when you're not exercising, mm. you're going to find that you don't sleep as well. You know, things like mm. that. So again, I, I've got a really good insight there. Mm. I'm like, cool, okay. So again, exercise as well. So you need to be moving because that mm. regulates how you sleep. It's all connected, right? Mm. It's like going to bed with your device. Yep. Or it's like driving your car at full speed and just opening the door and getting out at you know, <laughs> your house. You know, how the fuck do you expect to get in the driveway and park it accordingly? It's not going to happen. Handbrake. Yeah. <laughs> well, but no handbrake even. It's just like, well, I want to sleep now. I want to get out here now. So like, well, yeah, yeah. you need to slow the car down. So mm-hmm. these are the you know, rituals that you need to have before you go to bed. Like you said, Ross, whether it's meditation and people say, I haven't got time for that. If you haven't got time to slow your mind down, Mm -hmm. you haven't got time to live. You might as well go fucking check yourself into a nursing home, put all your cash there, (laughs) let someone feed you and change you, because, you know, why bother? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to... Sounds like that. (laughs) Slow yourself down. Um, Could be anything. Go and fuck, if you've got the funds, buy a spa and sit in it. Man, whatever's going to work, yeah? Yeah. Like a spa, soaking the bones is fucking awesome. Have a hot bath. Um, You know? Uh, yep. A hot shower is good too. Just to we haven't got time to not figure out how to sleep properly. You know, if you if you think you're running, you're kind of running on on lack of sleep, and you you think that not dealing with that because you don't have time to deal with it, you've got no idea how much your productivity can increase if you deal with that. But so then massively, like massively, yeah. All this is fair. Do we not <clears throat> follow a pattern of increasing our kind of value to the rest of our community and then hit a peak, which I believe is somewhere around the sort of 50 mark. And then don't we start to, don't we start to then become less effective, less... You're talking about our ability to produce? Well, I didn't use the word produce, just adding adding value. So... I think our value just changes. Yeah, okay. So if you if, if we look as at in, sport, in energy, like are we talking like the ability to? Well, I'm trying to find out more but, when you're older, or. But if we if we look at sport, 35 is typically the boundary, okay. Competitive sport, 35 is pretty much your boundary, which would suggest that your ability to physically produce stuff um, is reducing from that point on. Yeah. 
regardless of anything else. So yep. you, then you said 50 and it's like, well, is that another boundary as well? Well, so from, for, so specifically what I mean about that is that's where in, in, a, in, you know, in the Australian way, and I guess the Western way, we, our kids are starting to become autonomous or are autonomous, you know, so our, suddenly our, you know, our cash expense burden drops a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of experience in, in life, mm-hmm. maturity, stability. It's, it's just the right mix mm-hmm. for us to then be able to, you know, so things like rotary. Yeah. I'm guessing, you know, that, that, that if it's not the average age, the sort of entry point would be that, you know, yeah. mid 40s to, to mid 50s kind of. Where, you know, I've got time again now. I've got some spare funds. Yeah, I can. I can. So I've only got a couple of years. I need to kick the kids out the door early. Start looking at <laughs> start looking at Rotary. But you are right. So when when about the age of fifty, you start to sleep naturally. You sleep less, right? So it's going to be more important for you to be doing the right things because once you get into patterns and you're older, and I've seen it firsthand, you're done. It, it is really hard to come back from that. Like them and. It's the culminative effect. So if you're 40, eating like shit and sleeping like shit right up until 50, it's going to kind of feel like shit and it's going to be really hard to break those habits. But, it, you know, if you're 40, you've got some awareness around sleep mm-hmm. like Ross is implementing. When he feels well, better, he's going to make better want, choices with food and then yeah. exercise. He's going to really start to see the benefits. So when you do get to 50 and you're having a little bit less sleep, you've got the other side of it covered nutritionally and physically. And it doesn't have to be like, Arnie Schwarzenegger style, you know, it's just... I think it's important for people to, to, to realise not just at, at a particular age, oh, I can wait till I'm 40. Because if you wait till you're 40, you're not actually going to suddenly turn 40 and then suddenly the flick, the, this is going to be this automated switch that changes your life. You're going to have to do the hard work. I the younger the you are, is, the less... Because yeah, yeah, the then time. you've got shorter, shorter patterns. And wherever you yeah. are right now, today, immediately, right now, as you're listening to this, is the time to implement yeah, totally. the change. Regardless of how old you are, you know, whether you're 5, 50 or, yeah. uh, you know, 105, whatever age you are, today, right now, is the best possible time for you to start changing those patterns. I think the realistic right time, mm. and this is based on my experience, is is that teenage. Going from being a child, where we're mm. subject to everyone else's point of view, to starting to have our own point of view that is important mm. to us. Yep. Yep. And, and I experienced this with my son, both with the electronics and nutrition. And so my old man just, you know, he was whatever, 40 something and unhealthy, overweight and everything. And would comment on mine and how he wasn't like that when he was my age. Yeah. But it's like, this is how I look, but I didn't when I was your age and so neither should you. So he's modeling one thing, sat telling another. Yeah, right? Right. So I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so with my son, I didn't do that. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there were times where I was really healthy and times when I wasn't. And, and I just said to him, look, now is your opportunity. Like, I know why you want to eat like a horse because that's the phase of life you're in. Yeah. So now's your opportunity. That's okay. Just now's your opportunity to choose better. You know? You know, so t- as a teenager, I was earning good money. I'd just go out and buy shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. The, the, it felt know, good and, you know. Maybe chicken yeah. and chips, then chocolate, chocolate milk. You know, it's just all of that every day. You know, my mum fed me well, good food, but I just bought all the own crap myself. <laughs> so, um, so both with the electronics and food, he started to make decisions as a relative, you know, probably at 14, 15. Yeah. And then through the help of a specialist coach, like Olympic level yeah. runner, yeah. Um, international level runner, he got the mindset around his body. And so by 16, nice. he was already just making smarter decisions. Yeah. Nice. 
And so, and daughter is... Must be great to have that that in schools. Well, well, they do. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of people mm. like that. And it depends, you know, like there's running clubs, there's stuff outside of. No, no, that mindset is what schools. I'm talking about. The mindset. So that mindset for your teachers to be able to deliver that mindset. That's well, somebody extraordinary. Somebody in the in the population. Well, they deliver it because I've seen it time and time Some. again. But it's whether it's utilized, like you know, someone actually takes it on board. It's not until they have that true insight. That it makes sense. Like they meet an Olympic runner. My son's the same. He, you know, he's into running. He met a runner, and they've gone. This is what we eat before. Dot dot dot. And he's like, oh, okay. So I can't be eating like chips and super dupers. And it's like, well, you can, but this is the result. You know, X. And so some will run with it and go, yeah, cool. This is what I'm going to do. Create structure and routine around it. Really healthy habits. And others won't. Others will go. Oh, I'll just, I'll just, well, I'll just do what I do. You know, and that's a thing too. So. Until they have that true insight, nothing will change. So I see a lot of it all the time. Teachers are saying, hey, man, like you really should be looking at this and so we'll just laugh it off. Kids but have so many diff- choices around There's a big them. difference between telling yeah. uh, and learning. And modeling. Well, we're even just teaching. Yeah. So I'll say teaching. So telling, teaching, like, you know, hey, kids, you know, this is, we could talk about nutrition or, you know, so they'll throw some things around it and they're quite insightful as a parent. You sit there and go, oh, shit, that's really good. You know, like I, I didn't know they taught this at school. Mm. But important that how they reinforce it as well like if they've got a school canteen that sells all and sundry mm. well how's that support mm. the educational teaching same as society they're just and that's one of the things kids that's can't really regulate that they can't make those choices a seven-year-old dad can i have this can i have this can i have this so mm-hmm. listen before we go shopping you're going to ask me a hundred times if you can have something yeah i'll let you know the answer is no but yeah if we get this done yeah we'll go in there i'll get mm. you like a punnet of strawberries or blueberries mm. you can have those and we're away. Done. Cool. So mm. maybe that is great. It. Um, I don't know free if you know. Fruit, yeah. yeah, free yeah. fruit for the kids. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I walk in and I'm like, where are my kids? Oh, that's right. It's free fruit. And they just turn up in one of the aisles carrying a banana You just say, only 10 kids aren't far. Russell's got four apples and six bananas. <laughs> this is free, right? Yeah. <laughs> These are my kids. Just said the magic word. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, so every time I, I turn up there, they, you know, I lose the kids to the, to the fruit. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Place to lose them. Yeah, it is absolutely. But your diet supporting your sleep is is yeah is the key. So yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah, diet mm. and sleep, um, two really important things. Um, right. And the first thing on your diet is is your water as well. I'm also drinking a lot more water. Like I, I drink water, filtered water. I fill it up every morning and I put it on the you know the bench. Um, keep the drink on my desk and um, drink a lot more water too. Yeah, it's good. Half mm. even half a glass of uh, you know filtered water mm-hmm. with half a lemon. And a sprinkle yeah, of good. Uh, Himalayan rock salt gives you vitamin C and, and gives you a liver, gets you going in the morning. Salt, I like that. I'm, just I'm, a pinch. If you don't like salt, just like even if you just have the lemon and the water, it's great. I but I've, I've started having salt because you sodium for your muscles. So if you you know if you're deficient in minerals, you know it's just a really quick way to get that into your muscles. Just for those with high blood pressure, watch your salt intake. Again, go and get your go and get your tests. You know yeah. your baseline yeah. where you're at. Yeah. You, you don't know. It could be something else affecting that. Could if, be, if absolutely. You, yeah, if you've got sodium. My my dad kept getting... They kept giving him these new tablets, stronger and stronger tablets, yeah. and they just you know, oh. piling these tablets on him, and, and um, it was just getting out of control. And he was speaking to uh, to another doctor, and they said, oh, you know, do you have much salt? And he goes, yeah. There's salt on everything. Yeah, but that's so, oh, breakfast cereal. Yeah, throw some salt on it. Not Adding quite, but, yeah. highly processed, shitty white salt to everything is... 
completely different adding a tiny bit of sure but he didn't have this awareness at all like he had no idea like this is how he's been all his life yeah. like you know salt just goes on your food and that's what you do Classic. No, but I have Classic. An idea. yeah yeah Look, totally I'll, I'll be and, honest and his blood was just going through the roof <coughs> yeah. he cut out his salt boom yeah. I put it out there uh, I'll be honest that they know how they know how it's going who's they well where, if someone's consuming shit loads of you know processed foods and salts not your dad specifically mm. But they're feeling a certain way. That's why mm. they're at the doctor and they're yeah. taking pills. So for mm. you know, if someone comes to you and says, "Oh, look, I don't know why it's happening," it's like, "Well, fucking, what do you think? Like, how do you feel? I feel like shit." Okay, so what do you eat? Okay, I eat tons of this shit, you know. So yeah. his doctor should have been a lot more well, diligent in the first but, place but, instead of just you know how many doctors pills. he was and how old he are sold the doctors? The right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Come we, on, boys. Yeah, yeah. We don't <laughs> sell anything else because <laughs> I don't know. We don't sell sell salt yeah. reduction because it doesn't make money. Because <laughs> and. All this stuff is kind of new, and this this conversation even about food is new. You know, your, your meat and three veg was just kind of how you were brought yeah. up in Australia, and that was that was life. And you know, now he has his meat and three veg, and he puts salt on, it like he's always been putting salt on yeah. it. And now that he's older and his body's you know not coping with it all as much, he has no awareness about this. So he goes to see a doctor, and you know yeah. they give him the the drugs, and oh, it's you know it's not working. We give you more drugs and and more drugs and more drugs because I get paid for selling you drugs. I don't get paid for making you better because then you won't come back in here again. Yeah. And it's not the doctor's fault necessarily because the doctor's been trained that that's how he serves someone. Right. Yeah, they've been trained to serve well, someone. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so then he meets someone that actually has no kind of vested interest other than, than you know, hey, here's something that, that's, that's useful and here's some knowledge that I know and I can pass on to you. Um, and that's his learning about salt. So now suddenly he's like, hey, you know, salt's not as good and I'll take off salt and look what it does. Yeah. It's magic. So definitely look at your, your food. Food's a big one. Um, but sleep still sleeps number one before, before your food. Oh, it is water, it? yeah. Then yeah, oxygen, <laughs> hydration, water, yeah. yep. Relationships, sleep, yep. Just on that though, you and know that dehydration mm-hmm. is often not a lack of water; it's a lack of salt. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, or too much salt as yeah, well. It can be because salt can dry can dry out dry mm-hmm. out as well. Um, but how do we absorb it? The lemon's a great one to absorb it. So if you drink water, the water might start passing through you to help you absorb it. The lemon will actually help you absorb the water. And the vitamin C in lemon, so that's that's the kickstarter. You know, especially for me personally, I, I can be sort of low in vitamin C, but I mean, I eat fucking, I eat stalks of broccoli and I eat tons of veggies and shit every day. Except on the weekend when I have a cheat day and I'll drink as much beer as I can, you know, maybe that's a little bit of chocolate, but got to live, right? But again, if you fall off the wagon, you just know that you can get back on. Like yes. there's no... Don't. It's not right. It's not right. As long as you weren't at 100 kilometers down when you fell off. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you missed the handbrake and all the rest of it. But yeah, and, and that's that's important. So those little things that you do incrementally every day will have, have an effect mm. later on in life. And don't be oblivious. Like I'm saddened that society, when I look around me, the, the food that they sell, just because mm. I don't know what yeah. it is. I suppose it's to make a buck and, yeah, that's people are employed and shit. Yeah. But fuck, it's got so far away from... Anything nutritional, it, it's scary. Like yep. it's and it's like so. It's like the jail scenario we discuss is so far gone yep. that the shift to to move this is gonna like. Yep. Uh, it's got to be a slow burn, and there's got to be lots of people involved. Yep. But then it's got to be monumental. Yeah, the the food that, has to be. Yeah. The people that make food now are chemists. It's it's yep. they call themselves food technicians or something, and they yep. in, they invent food. Yep. It's madness. Yep. Mm. It's so scary. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. We better park that conversation. Absolutely. <sighs> Otherwise, we could be on here for another episode. So, awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. 
Um, thank you for uh, for talking through most of my five minutes. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. We hijacked that beautifully. <laughs> no, but look, if you've no, got more to say, say, you just say it, all right? Yeah, we're all ears. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting angry. He didn't swear, so I think we're kosher, mate. This is good. Awesome. Thanks, gents. I will see you on the next one. Awesome. Thank you. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross, L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact regarding the show, please reach out to us via email at rosslluke at gmail.com. That's rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit Luke at lfsigns.com.au. This has been the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.